Coffee and eggs. We're recording. <laughs> <laughs> this is the beginning. Yeah. This is the Hell beginning. Yeah. It's it, Dude, it smells as strong as it tastes, actually. Yeah? I don't know which one is stronger. Mm. We're not drinking today. <laughs> it's, Period. It's 11, 19 a.m. on Saturday morning, and we had a night out with our friend Kai last night. Welcome to the podcast, Kai. Thank you for yes, having me. He's on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, we went to see a show. What's the guy's name? Jody. Jody Wisternoff. Jody Wisternoff. So Kai is sort of our like envoy to EDM shows around Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Tom is more of an EDM guy. Period. I'm sort of just tagging along for the experience. But that was awesome last night. Yeah, I, I had like a really good experience. Yeah. The the first one that we um. <clears throat> Did with Kai, you took us to, you're part of the Alley Cat. What oh yeah, that? one of those uh, techno shows. Yeah, yeah. It, it's you like. You and I have been to two of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of roam around Atlanta and go to different venues with just like 10 DJs at a time, right? Yeah, it was, I remember the, the DJs were changing like every 30 minutes that first mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, interesting characters for right. sure out there. But <laughs> yeah, and, and yesterday was no different. It's I don't know, There's uh, there's something about these things that we go to where some people would make fun of the idea of just going there standing there doing basically nothing you know you're like moving but you're not like full-blown dancing mm-hmm. and i realized mm-hmm. it's the best thing in the world it, <laughs> it's, it's actually the it's, best thing in it's the world. nothing it's mm-hmm. it's the perfect thing for me because i'm lazy and mm-hmm. i love doing nothing so <laughs> i instead of sitting at home staring at the wall mm-hmm. i'm standing drinking in doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but the best the best thing about last night, I, usually it takes me a while to sort of like get into the, you know, groove. get the feel. Yeah, get into the groove and all that. It was the bass. I have never in my life <laughs> experienced bass like that. Mm-hmm. And, and again, we've been to several of these kind of shows, but mm-hmm. this one was like rocking me to my core. Mm-hmm. I, it, okay. It also could have been the fact that we were like literally right next to the and subwoofers. You know, you know what mm-hmm. the best was though? We were behind some of the speakers. We were, uh-huh. So we weren't affected by enormous treble levels, but yeah. the bass oh was my like, God. So, and that was perfect because yeah. that because I actually would have hated that. But the last thing I wanted to say about the bass, and th- this was just me being drunk and stupid, <laughs> but I, I, I was like, well, I'm going to save it for the podcast. Yeah. It made my body like tight, the bass. <laughs> it felt like... It felt like the be- very, very, very beginning stages. Are you, are you going to say Well, I just know where you're going with this. Yeah? Because we were standing there and you said, I have to talk about something on the podcast yes. tomorrow. And I said, what's the key word for it so I can remind you. And you, right. just, and you just looked at me and you said, orgasm. Yes. It just, I don't know, there was something really good about it. Yeah. It was just really powerful. Yeah. So. I, I I've been I mean, at those yeah. concerts like that, and I always try to find the area with the most bass that mm-hmm. I can still handle without my ears hurting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was the perfect bass level because I got there, my ears were hurting. Kyle, Kyle, you were smart to have those earplugs that you just yeah. pulled them out of nowhere. I was like, oh, that was that was <laughs> he, pretty he's brilliant. Seasoned vet, though. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. And uh, but there was one part where the treble was high enough that uh, mm-hmm. I I almost wanted to like walk away. I was mm-hmm. like, this is the treble was. At a level that it was for like ten seconds, mm-hmm. that yeah, he just goes way. Too oh high. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really I high. actually remember that. And I was like, every, I was looking around, and everybody was kind of like, yeah, <laughs> gritting like their grim- teeth, grimacing. Yeah, yeah. So here's a question for you, and and Kai is exempt from this because he's not he's not a crafty boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you post anything on Snapchat? 
No, I didn't. Oh, no. okay, good. Because I, I saw a good bit of recording going on. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just want, I wanted, yeah, I guess I did, because I wanted, I actually wanted a video of him. It was too dark in there to get yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kai. What's up? That fist bump. Yeah, that, I was at, at, wanting to bring that up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what happened? Go ahead. So some dude, like, went up to the stage, a bunch of people were trying to, like, shake his hand and whatever, right? You know, and... Like the main this, guy, the DJ. The one, one, Jody. Yeah, and uh, this one fellow goes up there and, like, puts this fist out, like, get a fist bump, and Jody just had no idea what to do with that. He was just like, what do I do? And so he's, like, winding up his hand, he's like... <laughs> Getting, I wish you guys could see this on the podcast, but just like he really, he yeah, I wish wound you up. Seen what I did. <laughs> he did it like he had never seen a fist bump in yeah. his entire life. He wound up and he like punched the guy's fist, <laughs> and the guy was like, like "I could." I kind of looked at the guy's face, and he was like, all right, "Yeah, all right." All right. <laughs> so either Jody was intentionally being funny on drugs. Or British people don't pound. Is he British? I, 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 he's, I think he's a British fellow. He's okay. British, okay. There you go. That's really funny, though. I, I, I gotta look at my notes here. I was taking notes all night. I was, I was just like... <laughs> I was really into the whole thing. Yeah. So every time I walked away from you two, I, I had at least two shots each time I walked away. Jesus. Because I walked away from you guys twice, right? Mm-hmm. Both times, the first time I had two shots with somebody, mm-hmm. and then the second time I had two shots with somebody. So, I was, by the time we were ready to go, I was ready to go. Yeah, so you know we I mean. got pizza afterward mm-hmm. at a... Are we doing this? Mm-hmm. We're doing it. <laughs> it, was, it was like an all-black pizza shop. Which was there was really, not a single white person no. in there. And, and I'm talking about both the patrons and the people making pizza. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool. No. I liked it. And they were playing Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, a, uh, we were strangers in a strange land. But it was it was really good pizza. It was actually really good. It, it, besides I, I the fact that it was Edgewood Pizzeria. Besides the fact that it was lava, Edgewood Pizzeria right, was right. really good. We were all drunk and stupid and burned our mouths. But <laughs> it was it was fantastic. I'm, I'm gonna double check so, that. Shout out to Edward Pizzeria. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Um, <laughs> we have a couple of those places that we continually shout out. So maybe yeah. that's a new one. Yeah, definitely. Kai, what's your favorite? So actually, let me give a preface to this. The whole thing with EDM is almost frustrating to me because somebody will say like, "Oh, that's not this genre or this genre mm-hmm. or whatever," and subgenres and everything else <laughs> and. This is just how mm-hmm. I see it, and I just reject what anybody else says about it. Anything like that, whether it's techno, whether it's dancing or not dancing, whether it's trance, progressive, whatever, to me, that is all EDM. If you look at the the word elect- or the phrase electronic dance mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. then anything falls underneath that as a sub- subgenre. Yeah, for I'd, me. I would agree with that. Yeah, okay, totally. so what was last night? Like the Is that house? house, that'd be like yeah, the deep house. Deep house. Stuff. Okay, yeah. I, would, I would have said mm-hmm. deep house as well. Okay, yeah. so I yep. must. I like deep house. So I know I like trance because I love a state of trance. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like I was, I had mentioned yesterday, above and beyond, they're like the other big trance group mm-hmm. outside of Armin Van Buren. Mm-hmm. So they have two record labels. They got the Unjuna Beats, which is like their trance stuff, and then they have Unjuna Deep, which is their deep house label, and he's on that one. Armin Van Buren, isn't he state of trance? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's the one that hosts that. Okay. DJs or whatever. So. Hey, did you had you heard about that before? State of Trance? Oh yeah. I mean, okay. I've been doing those podcasts or listening to those ones for probably like a decade or so. Really? That's yeah. Wow. I mean, they've I mean, been in the did, scene forever. Yeah. We well, really have been. Eight. They did eight fifty like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. I think episode eight fifty. So it's mm-hmm. been going on for 
I thought it was 1850. Am I wrong? No, it's not that high. Okay. <laughs> I haven't gotten to 1,000 yet. All right. Is it like a one a week kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, 50 weeks in a year, right? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. pretty insane if you do the quick math there. That's like 17 a, years. Kind of, what's your favorite subgenres of EDM? Well, after living in Berlin, it's definitely like the techno and deep house. I remember scene, that. Which is why when I came here and I was like, holy shit, there's a techno scene in Atlanta? Like, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've done quite a bit of that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, uh, what was it, I think two weekends ago, I was at a 10-hour warehouse party. One of their, they had a, a famous, like, Detroit Berliner DJ as a headliner. I was there to, like, 4 or 5 in the morning. It was insane. Were you there at 6 when they opened, or? No. Oh, okay. Jesus, no. <laughs> no, I, I took a nap and then drove over. Yeah. <laughs> what time did you get there, like, around midnight, like we did yesterday? Um, yeah, okay. yep, exactly. Yeah, we didn't even get to this place until midnight. Yeah. Then we got home after pizza at 4.15-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to shout out our horrible Uber driver mm-hmm. on the oh. way to... That's the, that's <laughs> the opposite of a shout out. Yeah. Uh, so, I I don't even remember his name, but I think we had the David. worst... David. <laughs> we had the worst Uber experience that I think I've ever had. And sorry for all the other David Uber drivers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the other thousand in Atlanta. <laughs> this is David with a Honda Pilot. You suck. <laughs> You'll never hear it, but the idea of him hearing it is really funny. Right. Um, David with the Honda Pilot, uh, we got stuck in traffic, which obviously is not his fault at all, Mm -mm. but he took, on the way to getting stuck in that traffic, I think he took four or five wrong turns. I mean, literally going in the opposite direction. We were going to Midtown. And he started going up to Buckhead. Yeah. I mean, even pulling out of our neighborhood, he didn't even know whether to get onto the on-ramp of the... I remember I, that? We were his... I think we were... It felt like we were his first customer. Yeah, so. I seriously think it's possible. But we weren't. I know. He had, he had good ratings. Oh, he did? Yeah. And then uh, he had the GPS on his dashboard. That <laughs> it fell off. It fell it, it on seriously fell ten on, times. Yeah, it fell on Alex ten times. And you kept having to, like... Put it back up. Hold it for him. At one point, you had to hold the, the phone <laughs> GPS for the Uber driver, and he didn't even apologize. Really, I mean, he might have said sorry a couple times, yeah. but there was no was kind just, of hilarious. I was, so, I was so mad, I was laughing. Yeah, Tommy could see me. I was just going to explode, and I was like, "There's no way to handle this. I need to get rid of this emotion." So I just laughed it off. <laughs> and we were trying not to crack up in the back. Kai and I were. Kai and I, I, I had moments where I was like, ready to just explode, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. <laughs> But I, I texted Alex and I said, if it falls one more time, I'm actually going to die. So And it's funny because it didn't after that. Yeah. But that was only like a minute left. Right. <laughs> Which the frequency of the drop was at least every couple minutes. Yeah. yeah oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. So now that we have that out of the way. <laughs> Good Uber driver on the way back. He was awesome. He was amazing. Oh, that guy he was had, the he best. Had an old ass. Jaguar. Well, I say old ass. It was 2004 Jaguar, like. What was it called? XRRX? It was an XJ. XJ? Yeah. I was just throwing consonants out there. Because my dad actually had a Jaguar um, X-Type, which is like the base of a Jaguar. And then there's an S-Type. They don't even make the X anymore. Then there's S, and then there's XJ. And then there's like all the fancy Yeah, it was super cool. He was just... That was my kind of Uber driver. And he mm-hmm. played jazz. Yeah, he's cool. So that was even better. Put us to sleep many times. Yeah, yeah. I fell oh, asleep I was... in that car at least three times. Yeah, same here. The topic. Yes. <laughs> we should get to it. <laughs> Nature versus nurture. Yeah. And we mentioned this, I think, last week. And we were like, oh, we're going to have Kai on the podcast soon. And here we are. Mm-hmm. This actually originated from the last time Kai and I went out yeah. to uh, 
Bonobo. By the way, what mm-hmm. what genre is Bonobo? Would you say? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Bonobo is something a, else. <laughs> is a good concert that we or a show that Kai and I went to, and uh, they're real good. He's a real good band. Check it out. Just um, really chill music. Yeah, yeah, really that's good the best guy. way to put it. And on the way back, uh, we were walking to Marta, our me or our meeting point mm-hmm. uh, for Alex, for at least for me. And Kai and I started talking about nature versus nurture. And Kai said, "I've been reading a book about it." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, take the reins here. All, All right. right. Did you, had you did you finish the book? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's a book called Quiet, um, and it's about uh, introverts, right? And um, explains you know their powers, their weaknesses, how you can do some things better or worse and mm-hmm. depending on your environment and just kind of explaining the science behind all of it right mm-hmm. so i can't name half the experiments they do they talk about but like they go in depth on all you know, they all these babies and then they like track them throughout life and oh, see how they've uh, come about right that's the craziest thing is thinking about how you conduct this research because you really mm-hmm. do have to start at the beginning yeah i mean that that could be a, a 30-year study exactly you know? and that's <laughs> exactly what these are and they're talking about how like is it nature is it nurture or is it a mix of both right for are you introverted are you extroverted like what's going to affect it right mm-hmm. i want before we go into it and you give me the details mm-hmm. i think that we should all say what our stance is right now yeah and and before you tell us yours Kai, yes was yours um, let's just say you were 50-50 before. Did you read I the was, book and mm-hmm. it changed you, your opinion? Um, or did it stay the same? It stayed the same because okay. I, I was 50-50 and that's kind of what it gets at. But it does has really good backup. Okay. Know, there's some folks who will be okay. like, oh, I'm one or the other. This one like backs up both of them with like rock hard To evidence. me, that's just... I'm, and I'm not a research scientist, but uh-huh. to me, that's common sense. Like there mm-hmm. has to be both. And what are you, Tommy? I'm a um, 75 nurture... I'm sorry, 75 nature mm-hmm. versus 25% nurture. Yeah. Nurture. Did I say that right? Yeah, I, yeah, okay. yeah, you did. Yeah, I'm, I want to say I'm 50-50. I think <clears throat> if I put any emphasis on one side or the other, I would go nature. And that mm-hmm. is because, you know, I really hit this hard in all aspects of life. I am huge on personal individual responsibility and accountability yeah so that's that's uh-huh. just where i sort of where i come from to frame everything that i'm talking and Very i think cool. that it has a lot to do with your experiences too mm-hmm. i i think probably scientifically i would believe that it's 50 50 mm-hmm. but just from what i've seen it just looks like from my visual experience that it's 75 25 mm-hmm. so my quick question how do you guys all identify introvert extrovert if you've ever done like those meyer brig I, I do it a lot, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember the last. I, I wish I have done a live one. Is that something we can do quickly on a break? Mm-hmm. Let's do a break. What'd you get, Al? This was my favorite break yet, by the way. <laughs> this. this is a really long break. This is like okay. a 10-minute break. So, yeah, let's, let's all just... So, we all did the Young Typology mm-hmm. Test. It's on humanmetrics.com. And I got ENFP, which is extrovert, intuitive, feeling, perceiving. Which Extro- one were you strong on? I'm, I'm going to read all these real quick. You have moderate preference of extroversion over introversion, 50%. Okay. You have moderate That's preference good, of intuition over sensing. I would agree with that also, mm-hmm. 38%. This one is the one that makes me feel like shit. You have marginal preference or no preference of feeling overthinking 3%. Oh, wait, that's a good thing. That means I'm 50-50. Yeah, roughly, yeah. I'm so mm-hmm. stupid. Okay, I yeah. that's perfect, because yeah. I definitely am half and half there. 
and then you have slight preference of perceiving over judging. Yep. Uh, that nineteen percent. I'm also ENFP. Oh, okay. today I am. Imagine that. I, but here's <laughs> the thing: I used to be ENFJ, and my J and P flip flop all the time. And people, <clears throat> people who see everyone and everything as part of a cosmical. Yep. That oh, it's right. typical. I've usually done INTJ or INTP. Okay. Twenty eight percent, and then the other ones: um, moderate preference of thinking over feeling, forty four percent. Of judging over perceiving, yeah, three percent. Yeah, that was that was the only thing I I was like weird about. But I, you're a strong thinker, though. You yeah, analyze. I very do. Hardly. I analyze shit to death. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But switching gears a little bit, going off the introvert extrovert thing again, Kai, you mentioned something about an experiment involving babies. You know, nature nurture experiments, right? And you know, they're saying like thing, right? They hear a sound, they start to cry. External stimuli, right? Mm-hmm. And then. Others are just, like, super chill. They don't care about anything, right? <laughs> chill babies. Right? Makes me laugh. And they said that the ones who tended to react to things tended to be more introverted, um, and those who didn't tended to be more extroverted as sense. you followed them at, um, throughout life, right? Huh. So one of the questions on here... And that's a nature here, thing, because that's, like, right off the Yeah, map. there's yeah. nothing you can do about that. Yeah. One of the one of the questions on here was... Uh, I, I can't find it exactly, and I don't know it, where it was at. Uh, perfectly but it was about outside noises and you it was like you tend to be the first to answer oh, yeah. uh-huh. <clears throat> that that's that probably one, yeah. has to do with it but i was also thinking about the one is in your leisure time you tend to isolate yourself from outside noises and i don't feel that way like i like no. noise and i, mm-hmm. I like the i don't hearing. need it but yeah it, i mean a lot of those questions so just so everybody knows if you've never taken this it's yes like strong yes yes uncertain no strong no right and stuff those ones are so situational for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I do. I like alone time. I like quiet time. But most of the time, you know, whenever, if we're just sitting around on a weeknight, I would rather be hanging with you and the neighbors than not mm-hmm. be hanging with you and the neighbors. Yeah, but I don't, yeah. have, I don't need that. I just prefer mm-hmm. it. It probably has a lot to do with your um, friend group, too. Because you can actually, like, whenever we hang out, us three, and especially in our neighbors, we don't really have to, have to talk. We'd mm-hmm. like to talk, but we don't have to. We could just sit here and not say anything and just mm-hmm. enjoy ourselves. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So that yeah, has... when you're when you're with good company, good friends, whatever, you don't. There doesn't necessarily have to be something going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's like a enjoying that company. I guess. What, yeah. what were some other good questions on there? Before I go to that, there was actually one other thing I wanted to say about babies in uh-huh. general. Um, and you were saying babies reacting to noise mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I think this this might not have anything to do with the nature versus nurture thing, but when I become a father, I think the one thing that I'm going to make sure that I do with my child is not be quiet around them. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want them to ever get used to the quiet, and that's the only way that they fall asleep. You know, I want them to be able to fall asleep while I'm doing I stuff like around. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Because that's how I turned out. Because then you and have to, yeah, really useful. Like, oh, the baby's sleeping, be quiet. And that, just, like, just, ruins your life. You just let him sleep around the noise. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, exactly. And then they'll that's be used to it. Whenever people are like, oh, like, don't wake up the baby. Like, that's not my fault. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just just pipe Drake into the womb. <laughs> God's plan on the baby. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Love it. Sorry, so that was a, a little off thing. No, but, I get um, it, yeah. We There was quite a few questions that we actually... Yeah, 60-some questions. Yeah, there were some that I said aloud. Like, especially that one. What was the work question, Tommy, if you scroll up? 
You, you prefer to be in a fast-paced, an active job, strong note for yeah. me. Strong <laughs> note. You are a person somewhat reserved and distant in communication. That was a hard note for oh, me. Oh, hard note. Yeah, yeah, same here. Same here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's more yes for me. Yeah? yeah okay. Because it's more the introverted part, right? Strong, strong yes or just no, slight just yes? No, just like a slight like, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. A thirst for adventure is something close to your heart. Strong yes. That was yeah. a strong yes for yeah, me. Totally. Yeah. When solving a problem, you consider the rational approach to be the best. Strong yes mm-hmm. for me. Yep. I mean, even when my when my fe- very heavy feelings are involved, I really try hard to think, Alex, those are your feelings. What is the rational, so, reasonable... You try to go all Spock on it. Yeah, I, I do. That, that's a really good way of putting it. I like <laughs> that. I Spock it up. That was an, I answered an uncertain for that one. Interesting. When solving a problem, you consider the rational approach to be the best. Yeah, that you're in the middle of the road. Sometimes I feel you've got to. I think you've got to do both. Just, just personally, I I, think that I agree with you. I'm. It's, it's just saying that the best. You know what I mean? So I I guess I lean Mm -hmm. that way. And that's most likely do right or most often. So Mm -hmm. nature versus nurture. Let's talk about the impact on our society. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, again, I framed this in the beginning saying that if, if I lean one way, and I probably do actually, the more I'm talking about this on nature and that's cause of the, the individual responsibility thing. I, I don't like when people make up excuses for who they are or what they've done or what, because you are responsible for yourself. So like people who don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm fully admitting that I, was provided for. I grew up in a wonderful family and a wonderful uh, place to live and all of it, you know, I had access to everything. And I, I understand that a lot of people don't have a lot of those things or even any of those things, but you are still responsible for your actions. Mm -hmm. And that's when I feel like in a lot of cases, the people who, I mean, how many success stories are there people who came from nothing and then they became billionaires or or whatever, uh, or, or just good uh, well-rounded human beings mm-hmm. and i feel like that's when nature goes into overdrive mm-hmm. that's those are the people who overcome those situations you know that they like if you were born you know you're like born in the ghetto or whatever and then you become this incredible incredibly successful well-rounded individual and i th- those are the times when to me the only explanation is nature yeah. so would that be nature for introvert or and or extrovert or what Oh, I don't know. That's a that's a good. I, I think those people are probably inclined toward extroversion. Probably, so. but then there definitely are those people. I, I think that even if you are an introvert, there's a lot of really brilliant introverts that can get up and speak in front of a crowd. You can't. You don't have to be an extrovert to be a okay. great speaker. Yeah, you know, like that. Yeah. Because those people will just, just when they get that, done, flip that on switch. The on switch, right? And then you get done, and those guys will literally just fade into the back and just be like, oh. And just relax yep. and have to like so the book actually does a huge thing on that like big ceos and stuff you know mm-hmm. extroverted introverted stuff like that and it covers pretty much what we were just talking about here you know it, yeah. they're they're both there's both of them oh yeah uh-huh. like i i, and I don't it, know enough about him steve jobs i feel like he was a freaking really weird guy yeah, yeah probably but super introverted you know bill gates mark zuckerberg exactly. all of them i imagine being super introverted yeah right? i mean think about what mark zuckerberg well he stole it but <laughs> he, he created the the anti-extroversion thing yeah you know what i mean that is the most facebook like People say, oh, it helps me, you know, stay in touch, whatever. But you, 
what Facebook actually does is it creates distance mm-hmm. between yeah. people mm-hmm. in relationships. It, yeah. does, it does not get you closer. It, you are putting distance between you yeah. by taking out the personal element. At least physically. Um, they might get back into touch with each other. Yeah, so, exa- but getting But you've got to do the, the whole meeting in person Yeah, thing. it used <laughs> to be if you wanted to get in touch with somebody, you had to call them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now you don't. So. Right, yeah. Shoot him a text or whatever. Yeah, it's, even that's mm-hmm. more personal, I feel like, than yeah. just like, oh, I just like some stupid-ass comment or status. Sure, or yeah. One of my uh, New Year's resolutions this year, I, I don't know if you know this about me, I take my New Year's resolutions very seriously. Awesome. I've actually talked about it on the podcast very before. Cool. And uh, this year, I have a, I have to do seven things every week. I have a, like a list of seven all things right. that I have to complete. Uh-huh. One of them every week, or all seven of them every week. And uh, one of them is reach out to somebody that I haven't talked to recently, kind of like oh, reestablishing yeah. uh-huh. communication. Nice. And it can't be, it's not allowed to be Facebook or texting. I actually have to call the person oh. or if, for example, see them in person. Nice. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's been, it's been really cool reaching out to a lot of my friends that I haven't talked to in a while and then being like, wow, it's really good to hear from you. Uh-huh. And I just did that uh, yeah. actually yesterday with my friend Alexis. I used to live with her in Sarasota. Like, Was PK your one last week? Paul was one of them. Uh, that was really good. And I was hammered when I called him. And <laughs> On he, the beach. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he knew. He knew. He told me. Uh, I, I actually was surprised that he knew because I thought I was doing okay. He was like, you were slurring. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure I was slurring last night too. No doubt. And so uh, something I want you guys to look up quick is famous people of your personality type. Because uh, I just did that. And it, the results were pretty surprising. I'm so, going to do it while we're on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, we're both ENFPs, so one of us, only um, one of us. Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> Drew Barrymore, Sandra Bullock. What are the, all these female actresses? That was, <laughs> no, well, you're, you're, you're a girl. Yeah, you're right. Um, guy who's your the who's the person? very first one was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Can you <laughs> That's that? amazing. He's introverted. You would never guess that being Mr. Terminator. Ooh. and Hunter S. Thompson. I like that. I like that. Who's uh, Is he a theorist? He, he, no, that's... um. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh! Got he, Conan shooting in the desert, remember? Yeah. Uh, Charles Dickens. Sam, uh, Mark Twain. That's cool, because I'm a big Mark Twain fan. Anne Frank. Kurt Vonnegut. That's You're a big sweet. Anne Frank fan? No. <laughs> Mark Twain. <laughs> um, comedians. George Carlin. That's amazing. That yeah. makes me very happy. J- Jerry Seinfeld! Is he? Yes! That's weird, because Jerry is one of those people I would expect to be an I- off camera. He yeah. hates everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I'm sure he recharges solo. Okay, I could just go on and on and yeah. I swayed nurture. So we have I, I, I hate myself. Nature. Yeah. It's almost like taking away from your family. If mm-hmm. when you say I'm not a big uh, like I I feel kind of bad saying it I, right now. I it's it's I feel guilty because I always say like everything I am is a tribute to the people who raised me, right. you know, my parents. Yeah. Everything. How, how do you have? Are your parents are still together? I know I, we talked mm-hmm. about this, right? And and are you spending a lot of time with your family? Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously it's hard now living like a thousand miles away. But, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, try to keep in touch, call whatever. Um, but going back to visit is holidays, right? Yeah. You know, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually going to be. We're kind of all destined for that now that we live away from our families. But yeah. I, I spend a decent amount of time with them still. I try to get home. I, I definitely do. I get home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, family's number one, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If you don't have anything, family's always there for you, right? That's right. Yep, exactly. Hopefully, if you're raised in a nice, nurturing <laughs> situation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
And nurture doesn't necessarily have to be just with the family, too. Think about if you're at school or something, or if you have... Of course. I, I spent I a great deal of my childhood um, at a baby babysitter's house. And it, was, and it wasn't like a, an 18-year-old girl. I mean, even back then, she was in her 50s, yeah. I think. So, she so you was, never had a crush on your babysitter? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, she, yeah, yeah she, she was, in a lot of ways, like a second mom, or yeah. third, I guess, yeah. mom to me. That's, so. I didn't, I had babysitters throughout my life, but, um, they were all just like four nights when my family would leave and mm-hmm. I was there. Yeah, so yeah. I, uh, had cute ones. No, no, that's no <laughs> consistent influence in your life. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Yeah. That's that. I can't think of much else to talk about on nature versus nurture, but, uh, it probably is scientifically 50, 50 mm-hmm. just to end it. Um, especially after hearing that there's a lot of experiments done on it. I know I've knew there always was. Mm-hmm. But um, if I had to pick, if I had to pick one that's a little stronger, I'd go nature. You yeah, go nature, yeah. And Kai, if I'd you... probably do nature as well. Yeah. Okay. If I had to, but like I don't know. Yeah. So, so, you know, after reading 50, all that 50. data, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right it's a great right. book. You all should read it. Uh, Quiet. By do you remember the author? Susan Cain? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Quiet by Susan Cain. Is it long? Two hundred ish pages. Not gonna read it. Too much. Oh, <laughs> that, was, that was the most um, millennial thing. Get an audiobook. Yeah, that's that, a good point. Maybe actually, that's a really that's the kind of book I like to do with audiobooks. Yeah. Because I feel like with classic literature or with fiction, I need the the actual book. Mm-hmm. But something like this is definitely something I would do an audiobook with. Yeah. So, but listen yeah. to our podcast before you listen to the book. <laughs> well, they are listening right now. <laughs> Kai, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Kai, thanks a lot, brother. See you guys.